Got 20 minutes? Then you have time for a Bible study. Jesus, name above all names, I worship you. Jesus, worthy to be praised, I worship you. Welcome to another episode of 20-Minute Bible Studies. Romans 10:17 says that faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. Over the next several minutes, you're going to hear an important message directly from God's Word and have your faith and knowledge increased. All you have to do is listen. Now, here are your teachers. Hi, everybody. I'm Jordan Pine. And I'm Andy Balog. Let's get started. You know, God has a plan, purpose, and will for all of our lives. Before our existence in history, God appointed our days before one of them even came to be. How amazing and all-knowing is our God. Today, we're going to review some stories from the Old Testament that demonstrate these truths and talk about God's timing for training us up. Let's listen now to the Word of God. A reading from the Old Testament, from the book of Exodus. Speaking from the burning bush, the Lord says to Moses, I have surely seen the affliction of my people who are in Egypt, and have given heed to their cry because of their taskmasters, for I am aware of their sufferings. So I have come down to deliver them from the power of the Egyptians and to bring them up from that land to a good and spacious land, to a land flowing with milk and honey, to the place of the Canaanite and the Hittite and the Amorite and the Perizzite and the Hevite and the Jebusite. Now, behold, the cry of the sons of Israel has come to me. Furthermore, I have seen the oppression with which the Egyptians are oppressing them. Therefore come now, and I will send you to Pharaoh, so that you may bring my people, the sons of Israel, out of Egypt. That was chapter 3 of Exodus, verses 7 to 10. When we begin to study a passage of Scripture, we usually break down the speaker, audience, and context before getting into the meat of the lesson. As this is a well-known Old Testament story, we don't need to do that here. However, we'd like to point something out. Speaking of the mistakes of our spiritual ancestors, the Israelites, the Apostle Paul writes in 1 Corinthians 10, Our fathers were all under the cloud and all passed through the sea, and all were baptized in Moses in the cloud and in the sea, and all ate the same spiritual food, and all drank the same spiritual drink, for they were drinking from a spiritual rock which followed them, and the rock was Christ. Nevertheless, with most of them God was not well pleased, for they were laid low in the wilderness. Now these things happened as examples for us, so that we would not crave evil things as they also craved. Okay, so here's some key points to consider. Notice that Paul, even though he is speaking to the Gentiles of the church at Corinth, he calls the Israelites our fathers. He also explicitly connects the types of the Old Testament to us, the church, today. Specifically, he says, our fathers drank, quote-unquote, from a spiritual rock that we know today represents Jesus Christ. And he says the bad things that happened to them were for our benefits as examples for us 
basically for us to heed those bad examples that they set so we don't follow in their footsteps. And here he's speaking of a negative example. He says, do not crave evil things as they craved evil things. But the examples can be positive as well. And if you look at verse 11, he adds that, quote, these things were written for our instruction upon whom the end of the ages have come, end quote. So Paul is essentially saying that the real audience for the stories of the Old Testament is us. That's right, us, the church, especially those who are close to the end of the ages, meaning close to Christ Jesus' second coming, which we are close to the rapture. So as we read about the training of Moses and other great heroes of faith and about God's timing in the Old Testament, let's hear the message for us and also recognize where we are on God's timescale, because we are closer to the end of the ages than anyone before us. Amazing. That's a great point, Sandy. So now getting to the heart of the lesson, let's return to our scripture reading and the story of Moses. First, the beginning of the story from Exodus 2. It starts in verse 2. Now a man from the house of Levi went and married a daughter of Levi. The woman conceived and bore a son, and when she saw that he was beautiful, she hid him for three months. But when she could hide him no longer, she got him a wicker basket and covered it over with tar and pitch. Then she put the child into it, and set it among the reeds by the bank of the Nile. His sister stood at a distance to find out what would happen to him. Then it says, The daughter of Pharaoh came down to bathe at the Nile, with her maidens walking alongside the Nile, and she saw the basket among the reeds, and sent her maid, and she brought it to her. When she opened it, she saw the child, and behold, the boy was crying, and she had pity on him. Skipping to verse 9, Then Pharaoh's daughter said to her, Take this child away, and nurse him for me and I will give you your wages. So the woman took the child and nursed him. The child grew, and she brought him to Pharaoh's daughter, and he became her son. Yeah, Jordan. And then in God's timing, God appeared to Moses from the burning bush and gave him the commission or the charge that we heard today from Exodus chapter 3, verse 10. And again, repeating that, he says, I will send you to Pharaoh so that you may bring my people, the sons of Israel, out of Egypt. So we see that when God ordered Moses' steps as a baby to be led, raised, and even educated in the house of Pharaoh, that eventually God came through in a timely training because Moses was equipped in, in the ways and in the customs where he could communicate with Pharaoh to serve as an advocate or kind of a middleman for the Israelites' freedom. It was very important. It was part of God's plan. Again, timing. So this pattern is repeated throughout the Old Testament. You know, we see the story of King David. He's another great example. You know, have you ever wondered what what gave David as young shepherd, imagine, with no combat training, the necessary confidence he would need to face a trained warrior almost seven feet tall? I mean, it's amazing. Yeah, I mean, King Saul wondered that too, right? He basically says to to David in the story, you know, you're nuts, kid. Right, exactly. (laughs) You're a shepherd boy and this giant Philistine warrior, Goliath, a champion who has my finest men quaking in their boots. I mean, this guy's been training since before he was your age, and you're going to go and fight him? You know, but David had actually received some training of his own. That's what the Bible tells us. He answers King Saul with his story. Maybe you could read it for us, Andy. It's uh, 1 Samuel 17, 34 to 37. Sure, and I'll pick it up in 34. Your servant was tending his father's sheep when a lion or a bear came and took a lamb from the flock. I went out after him and attacked him and rescued it from his mouth. 
And when he rose up against me, I seized him by his beard and struck him and killed him. Your servant has killed both the lion and the bear. And this uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them, since he has taunted the armies of the living God. And then David said, The Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion and from the paw of the bear, he will deliver me from the hand of this Philistine. So then Saul said to David, Go, and may the Lord be with you. Couple points, Jordan. You know, David had this uncommon faith in God to be sure, but he'd also had experiences, and that's key with lions and bears in the past, that kind of served as a timely training. You know, there was there was a time and a place, which eventually God used that experience for, for David's benefit. And we also know how that story ends, uh, obviously with David and Goliath, but there would be so many more battles building up David as time went on to what God ultimately had intended him to be. And that was a warrior shepherd unlike any other. Yeah, if you fast forward to 2 Samuel 5, verses 1 to 5, it says, Then all the tribes of Israel came to David at Hebron and said, Behold, we are your bone and your flesh. Now previously, when Saul was king over us, you were the one who let Israel out and in. And the Lord said to you, You will shepherd my people Israel, and you will be a ruler over Israel. That key word there is shepherd. So all the elders of Israel came to the king at Hebron, and King David made a covenant with them before the Lord at Hebron. Then they anointed David king over all Israel. David was 30 years old when he became king, and he reigned 40 years. At Hebron, he reigned over Judah seven years and six months, because he, he reigned Judah first and then became king of all Israel. And in Jerusalem, he reigned 33 years over all Israel and Judah. So it all becomes clear in the end, you know, when God ordered David's steps, to shepherd, defend, and tend his father's sheep, a smaller thing. You know, God came through in his timely training because not only did his training assist David in defeating Goliath, it it assisted him in becoming shepherd of all Israel, king of Israel, defending and tending God's people. And the pattern continues to repeat, Andy. Yeah, I mean, you know, for sure. I mean, this, this, all this that he learned, that he was able to experience and eventually utilize that to, to lead Israel, God's chosen people, was, was for God's praise. It was part of God's will, and it was David's way of worshiping God. And then the pattern, yes, repeats over and over. When God, for instance, when God ordered Esther, many of you know the story of Esther, possibly in the Old Testament, when God ordered Esther's steps, she received advice from the king's eunuch and then found favor with all who saw her, including the king at the time. God came through in timely training because Esther learned order, and she learned how to converse with the king on behalf of of the deliverance of her people. That was key. And moving on, another story, when God ordered Joseph's steps to have a dream, this is Jacob's son, his his youngest son, you know, he he would be disrespected by his own family. He was rerouted, if you will, from his homeland. He was lied upon. He was thrown in jail. He was even forgotten about. And God came through in a timely training fashion because eventually, as we know, Joseph was used to save many lives as a leader right from from Egypt, the last place you would think. And then we can go on, but the everyday takeaway is this, Jordan, we need to learn to allow these biblical stories, new Old Testament and new, to be models of timely training to encourage us every day. Yeah, God is training us to fulfill his perfect plan, purpose, and will, just like these great heroes of the faith He has a plan for us, right? And he always comes through on time. Despite what people and circumstances and our own thoughts attempt to tell us, we should always remember that God knew what he was doing 
when he divinely ordered our steps. And, you know, obviously that can be hard to remember when there are challenges going on or really sad times. Even disappointments and setbacks can kind of knock us back. But, you know, um, we can't let pride and ego rule. We have to, um, even though it's hard, remember that um, when, we, when we experience these negative things or even positive things, Andy, you know, uh, you know, thinking of promotions or expansions or blessings or any kind of positive growth, we also tend to forget God and forget that he ordered our steps. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, to your point, whether positive or negative, we need to remember the stories of our spiritual fathers. And we need to understand that our collective lives, our experiences are working together for our own good. And they do train us up for the plans and purposes and will of God, his future will, his future plans. Because remember, our lives just don't end here when we die or when the rapture comes. This is just the beginning. So keep in mind, as we journey through life as children of a blessed covenant, we have to trust God, and that trust has to be absolutely paramount in our lives. Although we might not understand how all the puzzle pieces fit together, it has to be the key to our existence. And, you know, when we start to mature, praise God, and we begin to trust God through our experiences and seeing how God has little by little proven himself because he's a perfect God. He's not a man that he should lie. And he did say he will never leave us and never forsake us. We are empowered through this to believe that God's training has a purpose to take us to a much higher very important spiritual level. Yeah, so the key takeaway being that the training that God has us going through is timed and it's deliberate. Our training is strengthening us for where God has ordained us to go. No matter what, remember that our obedience and our faith is God's way for us to climb to the top. Amen. Andy, we have some time for a few questions about the lesson that can help sum it up and maybe um, give our listeners some other key takeaways. So here's one question for you. The Bible says to be ready in season and out of season with the gospel, but how can we be ready at all when our lives don't seem to permit the necessary time to fulfill our basic Christian duties, if you will? Yeah, it's, that's a, a loaded and very difficult question to ask. However, I think the answer is, is obvious if when you're alone and you're in prayer with God, and you ask yourself, Lord, why am I going through these things? You know I would love to, to serve you. You know I would love to be ready in season, and I, I want to be ready out of season. But there's so many distractions going on. And I truly believe that that's exactly when God's going to call you the most. It's because without realizing it, we, we fill our lives with distractions. Whether it be time for the kids and their you know, soccer practice and their music lessons or karate, or whether it's the wife and the the time that we, you know, two days a week, we like to, you know, go out for coffee or what have you. That's all beautiful and it's necessary. And I'm, and I'm, I support that. However, it never should be the primary goal. It should never take precedent over serving God. So there's always going to be times when you least expect it, God's going to need you. He's going to call you. And that's part of God's plan. He's going to say, whoop, stop what you're doing. Are you ready to walk away at this moment, this day, this week, this time period? Do you have the faith that your wife's going to understand that your kids will, will be able to cope with this? Or even, you know, you mentioned the word ego, which just in the Greek is a translation from the word me. You know, right. I did a little study on that. Anything, anybody, everybody has an ego because everybody's always thinking about me. What about me? So even putting yourself on the side and, and, and taking time, sacrificing everything else, being willing to do that because somebody knocks on your door and says, I need help. Or, hey, you know what? There's a Bible study that's starting 
and there's a lot of people there that are just new Christians. Hey, Jordan. Hey, Andy. We'd love to have you there for you know 30 minutes and maybe partake in that or help lead us. You know, you at home, you listening in the car right now, you'd be surprised. God is constantly asking you to to serve Him. And even though it seems like our life currently, we just don't have enough time for it, that's God's way of saying. Yeah, I think we're really good at filling up those uh, gaps in our in our lives, and sometimes maybe you have to embrace the embrace the potential of uh, I don't know something scary like boredom or nothing to do because it's those it's that time that you create that God can fill with what He wants you to do, right? Yeah, absolutely. Another great question, Andy, is sometimes it might feel like we can't take God's training anymore. Life is just too overwhelming. So, what are the repercussions if we just let's say quit trying altogether? Yeah, I mean that's I think we've all been there. I know I'm telling you I've been there. And you know, in other words, what you're asking is that training that you're mentioning is the difficult times, right? Going through the hardships and and God testing our faith. And it just sometimes it gets to the point where we're just overwhelmed. There's literally so much going on and we say to ourselves, "Well, we're not God. We're just human." You know? And I think what we're doing is we're setting ourselves up for failure. You know, scripture says that God only gives us as much as we could handle. So to answer your question, the repercussions are, once we stop, what we're doing is where all that work that we did in the past will eventually be for naught. We have this amazing opportunity to gain an inheritance that the Bible says no eye has seen, no ear has heard, nor has it entered into the heart of man, what God has prepared for those who love him. And us being faithful to the hardships of being a Christian, because trust me, I'm sure you guys know this at home, and you know this, Jordan, the, the closer we get to God, the harder it gets, period. But that also is a sign that we're doing something right. Yeah, because once you understand the kingdom, you realize we're, we're running a race, as the Apostle Paul said. You yes. know, it isn't like you were, you were saved, you accepted Jesus, and then you can just sit down and relax, right? That, that might be a, a temptation if you don't understand the kingdom. But for those of us who understand the kingdom, we recognize that we're running a race, as the Apostle Paul said. And there's a, there's a reward at the end of that race. And it'd, it'd be like, in, you're, you're in the Olympics, the, the gun goes off, you start running, and then you just stop. Yeah. Like, eh, you know, I'm, I'm bored of running, or I'm too tired. And then you sit down. You, you really can't do that if you have any hope of yeah. fulfilling you know, your, your mission as an Olympian yes. and, and getting, a, getting a reward at the end. Exactly. All right, and third question and final question we'll have time for is, um, now that we've learned the importance of studying the Bible to encourage ourselves in difficult times, let's turn it outward now and say, how can we take these lessons and help others in need as well. Yeah, Jordan, I think that's great. Um, amazing. This, is, this goes for you and I and everybody that's part of this ministry that listens to this ministry. We go through hard times, and I'm sure you've heard this before in your churches. We go through hard times and experiences so that we could feel those experiences and we could relate to someone going through them. Not everyone is going to be as mature as us to know better. There's going to be a lot of people that will quit, that will want to give up. You know, they don't know about the millennial kingdom. They don't know about the judgment seat of Christ. They don't know about the reward. And it's our job to take these experiences that we go through and using the Bible, instead of saying, hey, look, I went through this before. I know what it feels like. Study your Bible. Know the Bible. Know the typology so that you could lead people back to the Word and say, hey, look, look what happened to David. You know, look what happened to these these amazing patriarchs in the Bible and how they dealt with it and how God brought them through. And I think that's a great way to encourage people to uplift them and then eventually lead them back on the righteous path, which leads to the millennial kingdom.
Yeah, that's a great point, Andy. You know, th- those stories are there for a reason. As we said earlier, they're great stories. People learn best and are persuaded the most by stories. So it's, it's a blessing that God gave us all of these great stories. Amen. Okay, so we only have a few minutes left, and that's just enough time to tell you that you can get a 20-minute Bible study anytime you like by visiting our website, which is at 20minutebiblestudies.org. You can listen online, you can download episodes for later, and you can also sign up to be um, alerted whenever we do post new lessons, which we're constantly doing week after week. Yeah, even more important, our website is the place where you can join in on our Bible studies by sharing your comments, and of course, asking any questions you might have. Keep in mind, we have a growing social media community, and also a discussion forum, and we welcome any question or comments you have. The simplest thing to do is to go to our site and sign up for email alerts so that we can tell you when we've added new lessons. And when you sign up, our first email back to you will also include a link to a special series that we put together called 10 Mind-Blowing Things You Didn't Know Were in the Bible. It's an eye-opening set of Bible lessons, and it's our little thank you for joining our community. And all that's on the web at 20minutebiblestudies.org. And if you don't want to type that much, just type in 20mbs.org. We'd also like to take some time this week to tell you about one of our favorite online resources. For instance, do you have a question about God, Jesus, the Bible, or theology in general? Do you need help understanding a particular Bible verse or passage? Or maybe there are spiritual issues in your life for which you need advice or counsel. In other words, got questions? Well, the Bible has all the answers, and the website gotquestions.org can help you find those answers. I personally use it all the time when I'm preparing for our Bible studies, because I find it to be a comprehensive and thorough source of scripture-supported answers to all the interesting and challenging questions of the faith. So take our advice and give it a try the next time you have a question. Just go to gotquestions.org. That's gotquestions.org. Some of you are listening to this on Sirius XM channel 131, also known as Family Talk. We're on every week on Sundays at 8.30 p.m. Eastern or 5.30 p.m. Pacific. And others are listening to this as a podcast. We're on iTunes for Apple users, Google Play for Android users, and also SoundCloud, Stitcher, Acast, and TuneIn. Subscribe to our podcast in one of these places, and you'll get new lessons automatically delivered to your favorite smart device. Of course, you can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter. We post a link every time we publish a new lesson that goes straight to the recorded lesson on SoundCloud. And those places are also a great way for you to ask questions and give us feedback. Just search for our handle at MOTKORG. Moving on to Give 20. This is our special initiative to reach as many spiritually hungry Christians as we can. We know so many Christians find it hard to make time to study God's Word and then feel guilty they're unable to do it. Studying the Word of God is so vital to our spiritual growth, and yet it can be so hard sometimes to find a good study group and then attend that group on a regular basis. This is why we created 20-Minute Bible Studies. Everyone can find 20 minutes for God, and now, with this audio program, that's all Christians will need. They can listen to a Bible study whenever and wherever they like. The Give 20 initiative is your chance to participate in this great ministry and receive the special blessings that come from spreading God's Word. By giving just $20 per month, you can help us create more lessons and reach more believers than ever before. Plus, we pledge that every cent you contribute will go directly toward recording and broadcasting more lessons like the one you heard today. And since our ministry is an official nonprofit, 
registered with the government, your donation is also fully tax deductible. Thanks for joining us for another 20-minute Bible study. Special thanks to the family of Pastor Gary T. Whipple, to the Abundant Life Worship Center for the music for our show, and to Tom Pine for our scripture reading. I'm Steve Zioli, and until next time, may the Word of Christ dwell in you richly. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound. Mysteries of the Kingdom, Incorporated.